Today's podcast is brought to you by Copper John's Beard Company. Copper John's is committed to taking you on a journey to create your perfect beard through their quality ingredients and scents. Their specially formulated oil and butter will make you and your beard look healthy, manly, and wise. Copper John's is the only beard product company that uses inland sea minerals. Google it. Inland Sea Minerals. Head over to copperjohnsbeard.com and use promo code DELUXE10 at checkout to save 10% off of your entire order. That's copperjohnsbeard.com and use code DELUXE10 at checkout. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Welcome to the first annual Denny Awards. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, from Cleveland, Ohio, L. Ray Sexton. What's going on, my friend? Not too much, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm having the time of my life over here. Yes, sir. We're not going to do the house cleaning because... The house cleaning will be taken care of with uh, this entire episode. We're going to go through the all of the shows on the network. All of these shows, let's just do this very quick before you tell everyone what the Denny's are. All of the shows that we're about to talk about can be found over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And Ray. Yes, sir. What are these Denny's all about? So the Denny's is an awards thing that Casey came up with, uh, the mastermind behind our network, Casey. And uh, what happened was, is we asked each each uh, podcast that's a part of the network to come up with uh, a category, if you will, the Oscars or the Emmys or the Tonys or that other one, the Grammys. And uh, people voted on them. And uh, each one of us is going to tell, uh, tell everybody who won our category. But very important to this process was is the podcast of the year was also voted on for this whole shenanigan laden process here. Yeah. If you want to know who the podcast of the year is, stick around until the end because uh, that, that will be revealed at the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and not even Ray knows who the podcast of the year is. So it's a surprise for all of us. Yeah. Um, so let's just start with our category first, right? Mm-hmm. We had uh, it was the most interesting story told on our podcast, Deluxe Edition. 
And the winner of that was our good friend, Mark Singer, with his story about the love boat. Hey, uh, you were on the love boat for two episodes as Judy's ex-husband, who's trying to win her back. And this is much farther along in your career than that first Colombo thing. Uh, by this point, did you kind of have a feel for how it all worked? And, you know, was it much more comfortable? It was it was a lot more comfortable by then. A couple of interesting things. The um, the love boat that I was in, as opposed to being filmed in the studio, we actually went to Europe and filmed that <laughs> on a love boat on a big what was then, in those days, uh, considered a large luxury cruise liner. It was a it was a wonderful experience. I mean, I had a great time, and uh, and everybody in the cast was wonderful. I met Trevor Howard, who I had admired, God Jesus, re- re- revered for all of his work for so long. And um, while we were at sea, oh, that's. <laughs> Okay, so we're we're heading out of Portsmouth, or 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 yeah, I guess it was or Southampton, in England. We're going to sail through the um, we're going to sail through the English Channel, uh, or around the tip of England through the English Channel, and then then we're going to cut through a a uh, a canal into the Black Sea, and we're going to sail around the Black Sea. So first, there's the lifeboat drill uh, on board the boat. They say, okay, well, everybody, go to your assigned, put on your life vest, and go to your assigned boat so you'll know where it is and you know everybody puts on their life vest we're we're tied up at the dock we haven't left yet southampton and you go and you stand by your lifeboat so you've got nine people let's say on your boat and nine people down to the next one and the next one the next one and you can't help yourself you you stand there like this you go like okay i got you got life behind you go like this and then you go you stand there and you go and you look at the lifeboat down the way and you go, they'll never make it. <laughs> and, and you look down this way and you go, yeah, they'll do okay. They'll do okay. And you look at your own crew. You look at your own crew. And you go, okay, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I'll bet I'm not the only guy that felt that way. Take a good picture. Um, uh, I bet a lot of people wanted to be on your boat. <laughs> well, I, I, we almost needed it. Um, we were we were heading. I think we had just gone around the tip of England, or just coming out of the English Channel, one or the other, and we got hit by a rogue wave, and uh, we got hit broadside. And uh, I was in the dining room at the time. And uh, when you're on those boats, that's where you always are is in the <laughs> dining room. So, so um, I was sitting at the dining room in the dining room and suddenly the entire dining room went <laughs> like this. And the dining room is on an upper deck. <laughs> and I was looking down across the dining room through the windows at the water of this gigantic liner that we were on. And then it righted itself. And then it went even higher up. And you're looking right down into the ocean. And then 
Jesus. Even now, <laughs> we continue on the love boat. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark, on your big win. Yeah, one of the other stories on that was uh, another good friend of ours, Bose Venson, meeting Pablo Escobar. That 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 was that was a tight second place. That was a, another great story. Yeah, um, but they're all on our YouTube channel. Go check those out. Deluxe edition with Casey and Ray. You can find our show every Sunday night at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Ray. You had a category as well before you decided to uh, cancel the show. That is true. Ten Cent Beer Night Podcast. Uh, my category was best mustache in a TV series in 2022, <laughs> I believe, or 2023. One of them years. doesn't really matter. I believe in my heart that Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul was the winner. And we're just going to go with that. <laughs> all right all right then <laughs> since that's race category i'm gonna let him all right keep it with bob odenkirk i don't need to tell the truth the actual truth because it's not my category i have nothing to do with it <laughs> all right let's get right into the denny's all right ray yes our job is over Whew. we just have to do a little announcing now Oh, All right. God. Tell us who's up first, right? Uh, true crime and authors. What's going on, everybody? My name is David McClam, and I am the host of True Crime and Authors Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. My category was most prolific serial killer. With 165 out of 488 votes, the winner is Jack the Ripper. Most prolific serial killer, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I can see that. He, you know, he's a ladies' man, good with a knife, basically just uh, a precursor to Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> was he from Australia, Jack the Ripper? No, but he was a ladies' man that was good with a knife. I mean, that's how I remember the stories, right? I believe you might be right. I'm not sure. He's never been identified. Is that correct? That, they think they know who he was, but once again, back then it could have been anybody. Who knows? They didn't have like modern technology to figure this shit out like we do today. Like if you go to the grocery store and you mess around, they got you on camera. This is true. Back then, you go to the grocery store, you can have all the free shit you want. You just pick it up and walk out with it. There ain't no cameras. This is true. This <laughs> is good. Crime in the like prior to the like mid nineties, late nineties, it had to be so easy. Imagine being a criminal back then in England. I want a watermelon. I'm just gonna take it. And there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> I remember my dad's one friend, he we when I used to go grocery shopping with him when I was a kid, he used to oh. always just put a bag of grapes in the uh, front. Yep. And a big one when we were kids. <laughs> oh yeah. And just eat the just basically the whole bag of grapes before we left the grocery store. Yeah. That's how it was done back then. Grapes were free. Yeah. All right. Up next, Hidden History with John Rodriguez. Welcome to the Denny's. Better than the Dundies. I'm John. 
I represent Hidden History and Odyssey Through Time. My category was Most Iconic Photo in History, and here are the choices. Now all of those photos were truly iconic, but there can only be one winner. And our winner is Raising the Flag on Iwo Jima, a photo that was taken on February 23rd, 1945, during the end of World War II. And it shows six U.S. Marines raising the U.S. flag during the Battle of Iwo Jima. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's our winner, Raising the Flag. Great photo, truly iconic, and one of the most recognizable ones uh, in history. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Hidden History Pod. Uh, YouTube, Hidden History Pod, and my website, HiddenHistoryPod.com. Pretty iconic photo there, Ray. That is an iconic photo. Yeah, I mean, you know of all the other ones. You know, I don't know all the names of the other ones. Uh, the Hindenburg I knew of. Uh, yeah, th- those are good photos. But have you seen this photo of... Uh... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> all right. Who's up next, sir? All right, up next is barrel-aged chicks. Hey, we're the barrel-aged chicks. I'm presenting the hot bitch angle. Hot bitch angle! Yeah. Jesus. Is that in it? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to announce the winner of worst sex scene. We haven't said who you are yet either. Doesn't matter. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This is it. All right. We're the barrel-aged chicks. I'm Sammy. No. Crystal. And we are here to announce the winner for the most worst sex scene on film, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Fuck a duck. It's fucked up. Yes. Also, we want to congrats for winning the Denny's Award of the Year for Podcast of the Year for 2023. Congrats, guys. But don't get cocky because the chicks are coming up for it in 2024. The tits are here. That's right. Thanks for checking us out and congratulations, guys. So I don't understand why they think that having sex with a duck is wrong. I don't know. I, I've never seen the movie. I've never seen any of the other movies that they oh. talked about. I know one of the other categories was, uh, or one of the other choices was uh, strip tease. I've never seen it. You've never seen strip tease? No. It's, that is hilarious. She has sex in the pool, and it looks like she's having an epileptic seizure. Is it Demi? Demi? No, it's uh the the redhead from fucking Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. The the one that was all fucked up on drugs and had that episode where she was like all trying to study and she's all messed up and this and, being I, a pop culture podcast, right? I really yeah. don't know much about any of that stuff well, that you just talked about. Okay, well here's what you will understand. After she left Saved by the Bell and there was no prospects of real movies, she did that movie, Showgirls which is now kind of iconic. It's kind of a fucking silly movie, but there's a sex scene in this thing. Like I honestly think she was a virgin and had no idea how to have sex when she did that scene. <laughs> but at least the duck had moves. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, one thing I do know about Howard the duck is it's, it was the first Marvel movie is that? Am I right on that? He is, right? he is the first Marvel superhero movie. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. wild. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's just go with uh, the barrel-aged flicks up next, then. This, the, uh, the, the brother show. I was going to say the sister show, but the brother show of barrel-aged chicks. Well, that's kind of weird, though. You can't say it that way. Well, I can say it however I want. This is my fucking show. It has kind of a, a, a Bang Brothers feel to it. <laughs> what is up, guys? This is barrel-aged flicks. We got Ragnar. We got Chase. What's going on? And you got Rob right here. So, congratulations. You suck. Just kidding. You You guys won podcast of the year. Congratulations, you guys. Seriously. So, our little category in the Denny's, we got the best drink paired with a movie, which Ragnar's won. Yes. Whistle pig, twelve years age, yeah. unbelievable. Damn fucking right. That was... Yours got no votes at all. <laughs> yeah, because nobody knows what it was. It's because I named it myself. That shit was delicious. Still don't know though. what it is. And I know it's Stu really wanted that Jepson's Velour to win, but he 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 didn't win. Sorry. No. So, but Whistle Pig won, twelve years fantastic. age, smoked. It was a fucking excellent drink. So that is the winner for the Denny's category for best movie paired with a drink. I want my award, <laughs> Rambo. What about it? Well, that's what it was. I know. I want my award. He wants his wrestle belt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for uh, voting in the Denny's. This was really fun. See you all around. Later, guys. Our boys over at Barrel Age yeah. Flicks. So we're going to have to get him one of them red uh, headband things for Ragnar. <laughs> As his that, fu- says the, that says the den. Nah, we can just get like a, a an old sweatshirt or a t-shirt or something and cut a strip off and send it to him and tell him it's a Rambo headband and that's his reward for winning. Have you ever had that uh the stuff that they were the whistle pig that they were talking yeah, about? I have a refined palate and I cannot put anything more expensive than like 30 or 40 bucks in into my mouth. That, that never mind. <laughs> You're a you're a beer drinker though. You're not a. a... Nah. nah, the the I'll drink honey jack, but that's about it. And I once drank a, a half a bottle of Fireball in one gulp, and that went south real quick. <laughs> well, on actually on our episode that we did with Barrel Aged Flicks, the Elvis episode, uh, people go back and watch that. Ray drank uh, what was that? A blue Hawaiian, blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii, and uh, I'm not going to tell this story. You have to go back and listen yeah. to the story because um, Ray did not have any of those ingredients for that drink at his home uh, for the drink, but yet somehow he still managed to drink it on the show. You can learn a valuable life lessons if you go back and, and watch that episode. Yeah, it's uh, amazing, actually. Um, go back and listen to that barrel aged flicks. Uh, it was actually called barrel aged deluxe edition. Uh, the Elvis episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Ray, who's up next? Up next, Bev's video kingdom. How y'all doing out there? This is Bev's video kingdom. We are part of the deluxe edition network. We're a movie podcast for close friends that talk about movies and draft from movie related categories. We're here tonight to present the Denny award for the most memorable movie stoner. And the nominees are The Dude from Big Lebowski, Cheech, Up in Smoke, Spicoli, Fast Times, Ridgemont High, and Smokey from Friday. And the winner is, come on, Smokey, Smokey. 
Cheech from Up in Smoke. Woo! <laughs> all right, all right. It's my number one pick, oh, fellas. Man. There you go. What the hell are you fucking talking about? Enjoy the rest of the show. Cheech with the most memorable stoner. How did how did Tommy Chong, our guest Tommy Chong, not even make that list? Um, you know that's tough because you could have nominated both of them for the same movie, but I think Cheech might have won out because he's more of the straight man in the movie. You know, he's got the I did the love my Cheech. He's got that going for him. Uh. I don't know. Either one of those two could have won this category. Spicoli is amazing, too. But, uh, yeah, I think Cheech, I think giving Cheech the win there was the right move. Because Up and Smoke, man, is such a good movie. So good. And, uh, by the way, everyone, uh, we have Tommy Chong coming back on in uh, in August. Talk to his, uh, his guy again. Um, we have him scheduled for August again. Is his is his guy his weed dealer? No, no, he's not. Remember, we talked. We he told us he gets free weed all the time from his fans. He doesn't have a dealer. People just give him weed. Yeah, but as much as he smokes, he's got to have somebody who gets it for him. I'm sure he has a guy. Yeah. All right, check out Bev's Video Kingdom anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, I think they come out every Tuesday. And they'll talk about a movie one week, and then the following week they do a draft on the most memorable from that type of uh, movie that they talk about. All right, up next, Take on the World. Thank Dwayne Rock Johnson for that wonderful, wonderful introduction to the stage. Uh, we're here at the Denny's today, and uh, I've been asked to present for the Take on the World category. I am Mike D from Take on the World, and uh, our category was the most gruesome murderer in history. I have the results right here. Uh, the topic included Catherine Knight, uh, Vince Lee, Little Dicky Richard Ramirez, and Jack the Ripper. And without further ado, it is the OG gruesome murderer, Jack the Ripper. Thank you. Thank you for your votes. Thank you for voting. And thank Dwayne Rock Johnson for that wonderful interview once again. Dwayne, we're still playing golf this weekend? Jack the Ripper taking home two Denny Awards. It, now I, I kind of wish he was around to accept the award. You know, it, Mike really puts a lot of effort into his videos. I got to give Mike kudos for that one because that was that was funny. Yeah, Mike's a great dude. I've known Mike for a very long time. I used to wrestle with Mike back in uh, back in the day, in my old professional wrestling days. Check out Take on the World anywhere you listen to podcasts and on uh, YouTube. They they're a video podcast as well, um, and you can watch them on Spotify somehow. I'm not sure how they got that gig but uh, maybe uh maybe that's because johnny got drunk and got confused and doesn't know what the fuck spotify actually is <laughs> maybe but you know how you can watch like you can watch joe rogan's show directly on spotify the video uh no i didn't know that yeah so when you click on joe rogan's show you can watch it the video comes up yeah. and 
when you click on take on the world on spotify the video comes up as well how come we can't do that i i, I don't know mike help us mike <laughs> all right who's up next ray world's true crime hello everybody brad here from world's true crime i just want to thank everybody who voted for the denny's and we just want to give the winner of our category. It was the world's most emotional cases. And the winner is the Columbine shooting. And that to me was a really hard case to cover. Uh, we had a few hard ones, but that one, you know, had the win. So thank you everybody for voting. We appreciate it. And thank you very much. Bye. Columbine shooting, right? You were out of school by then, right? Yeah, but this was really, really devastating. Because I owned a fucking very expensive black leather trench coat when this happened. And I couldn't fucking wear it anymore. Broke my heart. So had you been wearing it prior to that? It's not like you just I bought it. I literally bought it like a fucking week before Columbine. Oh. I was all excited for winter to come. Going to have my slick ass new coat. And I was Did like, you buy it because of anything specific? Yeah, I love, at that point in my life, I loved black leather jackets, and I never owned a trench coat. And I, I probably was inspired by fucking Tombstone, I believe. Okay. I know they wear the dusters. Yep. And they just look badass, and I'm like, fuck, I can't be a cowboy, but fuck, I can get me a big fucking black leather goddamn trench coat. It'd be awesome. I can hide beers and candies when I go to the movie theater in it. No, nope. I have... A couple ideas here. Either you one start bringing it back, like just start wearing it, and it's like see if you can start a trend again by wearing it. Or two, you could start cosplaying as as someone, like right. Start. I'm sure there's a someone out there like a superhero or a character that you could cosplay out that as that wears a trench coat. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, like the hump day thing, where you're like, guess, guess, guess what, guess what day it is? Four twenty, bitches. <laughs> Columbine, it's a Columbine joke, there, buddy. Oh, I very in poor taste, but I couldn't pass it up. That was right over my head too, because that was on four twenty, Hitler's yeah. birthday. Yes, sir. Four twenty is a is a pretty pretty memorable day for. And I, you know, honestly, why is it Stoner Day too? Why would stoners pick 420 being Hitler's birthday? Well, one, I can probably assure you that when they decided that that was going to be their day to get high, that they had no idea that it was Hitler's birthday. Or is he the originator of the holiday? Because he because no. he grew so much weed and celebrated on his birthday that that just became the holiday. Nope. No? Huh. No, it was a bunch of stoners, and I believe that that was just like the time that they got high every day after work. Uh, there was rumors, I think, that it might have been like a police code or something for weed at one time, but I think the true the true story was like there was just a group of kids in California or somewhere that would just go get high every day at 420, and that, that it just became a thing. That kind of makes sense. How uh, how do other things become things? Like how do how do like sayings become things? You know, like like, like towel day. What the fuck is towel day? 
it's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's one of their fucking things. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen it. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Stephen Gervais of the Stephen Gervais and Friends podcast. Hey, this is Stephen Jarvis from the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. My category for the Denny's was who is the best Punisher ever? And the winner is, whoa, there's a tie. It's between John Bernthal and Thomas Jane. They each had 162 votes each. Dolph Lundgren had 146, and he came in second. And third was Ray, who had 47. Thanks so much for voting, and be sure to come check out my show, Stephen Jarvis and Friends Podcast. And I will talk to you all next time. All right, Ray, break the tie. All right, I'm going to break the tie. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph. <laughs> Damn. Hey, what are you going to do? The, the the dude's an Adonis. No. If I get right, a wasn't it between I, fucking yes, Thomas? Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to 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 John. I'm going to give it to him. Only because on my other podcast I was on, we interviewed his stunt double. So that's why. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I'm giving it to him. He was so fucking cool that this guy gets an award just because <laughs> that guy was so fucking cool. Did he look a lot like him? No. Nah. Nothing like him, really? No. Nah, and he was making fucking drinks while he was talking to us and shit. <laughs> wow. That's interesting that. That he didn't look uh, any. I'm not gonna give his name away because I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note here. We're gonna get him on our show because this dude is is fucking fantastic. So we're gonna re-interview this guy. Cool. All right. On uh, rest in peace to to uh, Ray Stevenson, uh, the the Punisher that came in fourth place. There, he just yeah, passed away uh, a couple he, weeks ago. He died of a heart attack when he got the news that he didn't win this award. Uh, These are the jokes, my friend. Fuck it. That's a shame. <laughs> Poor Ray. All right. Who's up next, buddy? All right. Now we're going over to talking shit. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special edition of the Talking Shit Show. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is I'm Mark. And Mark, tonight we are doing a very special thing. What are we doing here? Uh, I think it's called the Denny's. The Denny's, the uh, Deluxe Edition Network Award Show. And uh, we had a category in our category. Yes, it's uh, Milson Movies. Milson Movies. So, uh, yeah, we put together a couple of names here for you folks to go and vote on. And let's see how the votes turned out. We're going to start off with uh, Beverly D'Angelo in the National Lampoon's Vacation. Leslie Mann from This Is 40. Jennifer Aniston from We're the Millers. Love that movie. Jennifer Coolidge, the original MILF. Stifler's mom from American Pie. Margot Robbie from Wolf of Wall Street. Hey, so you guys voted, and it looks like we have a clear winner. Mark, you want to read that? What's that say? Oh, stop that. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, and the winner is... The winner is... Uh, the winner is... Margot Robbie. And here to accept the award on Margot's behalf... Is Brian. I, I guess, I, yeah. Hey, uh, just want to let you guys know, uh, Margo is thinking of you, and she says thanks. So, thanks. And with that, man, uh, Mark, we're, we're out of here. We're out of here. We're done. 
Is that who uh, is that who you would have picked there, Ray? I would not have picked her. As hot as she is, I have to say Beverly D'Angelo would have been my pick. I think I would have to go with uh, with you on that. Beverly D'Angelo from Vacation. You know, that might have a little bit to do with the time frame of, like, the movie and stuff. Because I'm pretty sure that I had some action in my pants when she was on the screen when I saw that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I was a kid when I saw that man. So I that that's something that sticks with you. Oh yeah, she's hot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you look into Beverly D'Angelo's career too, she was uh she was a cool chick too. She she toured with uh, some bands. She was a singer up in Canada. She actually toured with the band. Pretty cool. Yeah, and she's uh, stacked. <laughs> yeah, and she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Up next, Quad Pro Quo. Hey, everyone. It's Quad Pro Quo. Wanting to thank you for voting in the first annual Denny Awards. Our category was Best Movie with the Worst Accent. And the winner with 177 votes is Gangs of New York. Congrats, Marty and Cameron and Leo. Even you are not immune to a terrible accent. New episodes of Quad Pro Quo come out every Thursday, wherever you podcast. And you can learn more about us and the other amazing podcasts that are part of the network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Thanks for voting and thanks for listening. Have you seen that movie, Ray? Of course I've seen that movie. <laughs> Have you seen that movie, Casey? I did see it. It's not something that I remembered. Uh, it's not something that I remember. I have no problem with the accents in that movie. This award should have went to Strange Brew. I don't even know if that was on the list, to be honest with it you. It didn't even make their list. It's like they don't know pop culture. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, check out Quad Pro Quo, another great show on our on our network. Yes, they are amazing. Every Thursday, they have a new show come out. All right. Who's up next, Ray? Uh, let me, let me get my pencil here. Let's check the list here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the real drunks. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm Jake. I'm Melissa. We're the real drunks. Thanks for voting for our category of best movie of the nineties and the Denny's. The winner was Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Get your shine box. Best movie of the nineties, Ray. Would you go with Goodfellas? Oof. That's tough. Cause army of darkness came out in the nineties. And I'm a huge Bruce Campbell fan. And that, I think that movie, you know, it didn't win the accolades and awards that I believe Goodfellas acquired. But uh, I have no problem with this one winning. Goodfellas is a good movie, man. It's one like that is a movie that I have watched over and over again. I am so like prior to like, I don't know, five years ago or so. I was a a stickler for like real trying, movies. Oh, I thought you were going to say trying to avoid watching movies. No, no, I really like I really only watched movies that the that could actually happen. Something that could actually happen. Like Wayne. Like I wasn't wasn't a big fan of like the superhero like, stuff. Like Armageddon or Wayne's World or uh <laughs> Human Centipede. Wayne's World, yes. All right, I, I hear where you're coming from. 
but like Goodfellas being a true story, like yeah, that I I have to agree. That was a, a great fucking movie. And there's so many quotes that I still use to this day from yeah. that movie. I, I think the one that I use the most is uh is uh what did you do, Karen? <laughs> I the one that I use the most is whenever I see a helicopter flying above my car, I, I'm always going. I got I got things to do today. When he's looking, when he's all coked up, he's looking at the great movie. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Hey, all right, Casey, who's next? Up next, we have Deep Dark Secrets. Hey, my name is Ladonna Humphrey, and I'm the co-host of the Deep Dark Secrets podcast. Our category was Most Notorious Necrophiliacs, and guess who was the winner? Jeffrey Dahmer, with 245 out of 471 votes. Dahmer getting a lot of votes. Well, you know, Ohio representing. (laughs) Was he from Ohio? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) The uh, side note, uh, the guitarist from The Waitresses lives in the house that Dahmer grew up in. Oh, there you go. Yeah. One of the topics I wasn't allowed to ask him about when we interviewed him on the podcast I was on. Write it down. We'll get him back. Well, yeah, he's on the list now, too. All right. Check out Deep Dark Secrets. They're doing a great thing. Their their podcast is about exposing death fetishers. Uh, It's some of the stuff that they talk about is really intense, but highly recommended. Go check them out. They do need more jokes, though. Like Five Guys jokes. Uh, Dahmer sitting on a toilet getting rid of his boyfriend and stuff. I saw that meme yesterday. I, I laughed. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good meme. All right, Ray. Who's up next? Growing up bananas. Hey guys, it's Ethan from the Growing Up Bananas podcast. Our category was best soundtrack in a video game and Super Mario Brothers won. Can't go wrong with Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, this was a category that I was completely like out of the loop on. So Mario Brothers was like, eh, they win by default because most of these games, you know, I'm an adult. I've been an adult for like 87 years now. I play sports games. And I play God of War. That's pretty much the extent of my fucking video games. So when I do play video games, though, I don't listen to the fucking soundtrack. Yeah, I play Call of Duty most of the time, and it's just uh, shooting a lot. But um, one thing I did see about Super Mario Brothers yesterday, people on the Internet and that have TikTok channels have a lot of time on their hands. and. A guy or girl, I'm not sure. I didn't see who did it, but they took like a xylophone keys and made a thing down their wall. And it was like a pinball that bounced off of every single one of these things. It hit bing, bing, bing. And it was the fucking Super Mario Brothers theme. Hmm. They could have got just as many views. By one of them dressing up as Mario and getting punched in the balls. Probably. Not probably. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But this was pretty cool. Oh, it's cool. 
the Mario theme is iconic. Like when you hear it, you know what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Up next, our friends over at Spoil My Movie. Hi, everyone. This is Chris and now coming to you from Spoil My Movie. Our category for the Denny's is Best Animal Sidekick in a 2022 Movie. And the winner is... Jenny the Donkey! With 121 votes. Yeah. Thanks for voting. Jenny the Donkey. Have you seen that movie, right? The, uh, the... Banshees of Inertia? Yeah, no. Oh, dude. But I loved Chris in Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> dude. So do you like so their their whole movie, the spoil my movie thing, is obviously they spoil the movie. So I'm going to do you think you'll ever watch this movie? Jenny the fucking donkey? No, no. It's called the Banshees of Inertia. She was the Jenny the donkey was okay. the sidekick. The, their category was the, all right. Is it a cartoon? No. Is it anime? No. It's a real movie, dude. It's a real movie with Colin Farrell and his the guy that was in. Okay. So I got another question. All right, before you spoil it for me, um, is it a movie about Colin Farrell? who goes to the Grand Canyon and his fucking donkey won't drag him around the Grand Canyon. He drags his fucking thing around by the leash, just screaming at it the whole fucking movie. No. Huh. All right, then. Go ahead. Spoil the fucking movie. Dude. All right. So I, I wish I knew the other guy's name, but he was in, uh, in Bruges with Colin Farrell. He was the guy, the other guy in, in Bruges. The fuck is that? Another Colin Farrell movie. I don't watch his movies. All right, so they live in like this town, Inertia, right? Oh, it's not Albuquerque. No, and there's hardly anyone there in this town. And Colin Farrell has a donkey, Jenny the donkey. She won this category best best animal sidekick in a movie. But this the other guy, Colin Farrell's best friend. They've known each other for many years. He says. Ah, uh, this is that fucking movie you were telling me about before, where he like chops off his fingers. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You already ruined this movie for me. You did that a while ago, <laughs> dude. What that would be like? I could see that. I could see you being the guy that cuts his fingers off. You would be like, "Don't ever fucking talk to me again, or I'm going to cut my fingers off." And no, like, that, no, that's not what I would say. <laughs> You know exactly what I would say. All right. <laughs> what I'm going to say is who's up next, Ray? What's pop culture and movies 13? Hey, everyone. This is Kyle Curtis Flett from Flett's Movies and Pop Culture 13. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter and, yes, and Instagram and also YouTube. I'm here to present the war for best video game of 2022 and 2023. And there's a lot of video games that did that did a phenomenal job. And it was a stacked year for video games. But there's only one winner that could be win. And the winner is Hallbrook's Legacy. And congrats to Hallbrook's Legacy. They did a phenomenal job. They, it's def, they did a phenomenal job to turn into Harry Potter Universe into a 
open world game. You could do so many stuff in there, and it's everything you want from a Harry Potter open world game. So congrats to Hallbricks Legacy, and thank you, Casey and Ray, for having me, having me part of the Nabrick, and have me, it has been an honor to present this reward, and congrats to all the winners tonight, and congrats to all the other awesome presenters and all the ma- amazing people that are part of the Nabrick. You all do a phenomenal job. So thanks for having me, and congrats to Hallbrick Legacy again. With that being said, hope you all have a wonderful day. We'll see y'all later. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Here's another category that I was I was out of the loop on. Yeah, it's not a sports game or a God of War. So, I mean, I've played Hogwarts uh, Lego with my kid. That's pretty fun. So I imagine it's a good game. Is that one of the Harry Potter movies, Hogwarts? Was that does that have to do with Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen those. <laughs> well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But no, I, you can because I, I won't ever watch those. Okay, it's basically Star Wars at a school for kids who know how to do fucking magic. Oh. It's about an orphan who goes to live with some relatives and bad shit happens to him and then they save everybody. <laughs> so some stuff that I don't care about mixed with some other shit that right. I don't care it, about. It could have been basically called uh uh Harry Skywalker and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next we have Horsing Around. Hey, Walt here from Horsing Around. I want to shout out our category for the Denny's Best Cereal. Winner is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Are you a cereal cereal guy, Ray? I love some fucking cereal. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? I'll tell you right now that I don't know who's stuffing the ballot box on that one, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch isn't even in the realm of the top five cereals on the fucking market. Really? Fruit Loops, Honeycombs, Fruity Pebbles. How did none of these win? You're a fruity guy. You like a fruit. You like a fruity cereal. You have to get your. You have to get your vitamins somewhere. Frosted Flakes, fucking regular flakes with sugar dumped on them. All five of those are better than that cereal. I don't know. I was I always like cinnamon Lucky toast crunch. Charms. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms was a good one. But honeycombs is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not small. No, no, no. How are you gonna beat that? <laughs> oh my god. Check out Horse It Around on the fifteenth of every month. Just once a month, you gotta catch them. Check out all their other shows, though. Anywhere you can find podcasts. All right. Who's up next, Ray? We are up to Terror Tuesday. With our friend, Amber. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Amber Brooke, here from Terror Tuesday. And I want to tell you about my category for the Deluxe Edition Denny Awards. I picked Scream Queens. Of course I did, right? Well, without further ado, the winner... Of the Scream Queen category is drum roll, please. Oh, that's a great drum roll. Jamie Lee with 316 votes. The Halloween Queen herself 
Absolutely. I would have picked her, too. You guys, stay spooked. Iconic Scream Queen, Jamie Lee, right? Is there any better, in your opinion? Um, That's a tough one. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is gorgeous and steals the movie from that lame killer they have in Halloween. Like I keep forgetting that you hate Halloween. I fucking don't like that movie. <laughs> she's amazing at it. She's awesome. And that scene where she's like, she takes her shirt off and like she's the prostitute. Oh wait, no, that's trading places. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I guess Halloween's it's good enough for what it is. It's basically a Black Christmas ripoff, you know. But you know. Let's just ignore the fact that Bob Clark basically wrote the goddamn thing for him. Yeah, that's that's well known, right? He even talks about it at a like they were at a party together, right? Yeah, well, as the story goes, um he asked him, Hey, what do you do with that black Christmas thing? If you're gonna make a part two, what would you do? And he was like, Um, I'm out of the horror genre. I'm gonna have kids sticking their dick through holes in the wall now. It's gonna be awesome. And he goes, but if you were going to write a second movie, what would you do? He said, well, be a year later, and he would escape from a mental asylum and head back to town, and it would be called Halloween. And he goes, are you going to make it? And he said, fuck no. I'm making a movie about some kid who lives in Cleveland who wants a Red Ryder BB gun. Can you see I love Bob Clark? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so he's like, all right, you can have it. And that's, that's basically... and. To his credit, Bob Clark always says that he did not write the movie. He just gave him a little blueprint, and he ran with it. Unfortunately, I think Bob Clark probably should have wrote the fucking movie. Been better. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have had no some great movies. Wouldn't have had no lazy ass killer wearing a fucking William Shatner painted mask. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Check out Terror Tuesday every Tuesday live only on Instagram. Trying to change that, but right now she's only on Instagram. All right. Up next, we have the Graveyard Club. Howdy, y'all. It's Dee here from the Graveyard Club podcast. And I'm here to chat about the nominees for the best horror movie of 2022 for the Jennies. Here we go, let's get into it. In at number one, we have Barbarian. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Next up for number two, we have X. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. Number three is smart. What is it you are Coming in hot at fourth is Halloween. It's been four years. 
Last but not least, we have the black phone. A little drum roll, please. Our winner is. Congratulations to Smile for winning the best horror film of 2022. Thanks so much everybody for voting and let's all have a good night at the Denny's because I know I will. It's alive, it's alive, it's alive. Cool little video there from the Graveyard Club podcast. Yeah, they did a great job with the video. Do you agree with the, the winner? No, I think that movie's fucking fifth on that goddamn list. We had an episode. I was trying to think of that while we while we were watching that, we had an episode where we talked about the best horror movies. Yeah, we no, did. we talked about it was we the did. most anticipated. Yeah, we talked with Amber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the most anticipated horror movies. Oh. Yeah, you know um, what wasn't on that fucking list? Smile. Smile was on. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know why? Oh, on our list. You know why? <laughs> I know I saw it. I don't remember it, though. It, wasn't, it didn't stick with me. And look, the Graveyard Club, they, these are all, these are the... Look, they're not the voters. Right. Like, I don't know what fucking elementary fucking kids voted on this thing who'd never seen horror before, but that movie is not even in the top fucking 30 horror movies. Like, uh, the, the fucking Jane Badler movie, uh, Surrogate. That, that was good. That blows this fucking movie out of the water. Yeah, the thing with that though, the thing with like surrogate, it doesn't get the exposure that these other movies are getting. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. I, I thought Barbarian. Pick, I thought Barbarian was a great movie yeah. until the end. Like the, I thought the end was kind of dumb. Dude, Justin Long is now the new king of horror. Yeah, he's awesome. But uh, I was Tusk, Tusk I would, is one of my favorite Tusk movies. I'll awesome. go on record and say that I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, he's also in Jeepers Creepers. I mean, he's. He's the new king of horror, but I would have picked X because it's completely different. Yeah. Uh, and the creepiness of that old woman. Yeah. Like grinding on people and shit. <laughs> like that in itself is fucking frightening. Imagine. Forget about all the murder. Having some nasty old woman grinding on you like that. Ugh. That's terrifying. What? What came first, Pearl or X? I was trying to think of that. Well, too. they did X first. And then Pearl was the, was the uh, what do they call that, a prequel? Prequel, but they filmed it at the same time, with like kind of without anybody knowing it, and right? Then, uh, we got Maxine coming. Yeah. Which, which is, now we got the three-peat. We got the, you know, got the trilogy. It's going to be awesome. Um, Black Phone, fucking fantastic. Uh, King's Kid with the, Joe Hill. Yeah. That fucking Great movie. movie. Fantastic. Uh, barbarian, love barbarian, and here's how much I dislike Smile. I like the Halloween movie better than I like Smile. And we both know how I feel about the Halloween fucking movie. 
I think I, I'm not sure if I saw this new Halloween. I don't think I did. I don't think I saw that one yet. So it's about a dude who loves Michael Myers. And since he's repressed homosexual, he can't have sex with him. And he goes on a rampage and kills people. I mean, that's kind of, it's not really the movie, but it's what it feels like. It's wait. So what Michael Myers is in, is Michael Myers, the killer or no? Kind of. Huh. It's it's fucked. It's garbage. It's another garbage movie in a garbage fucking franchise. <laughs> 87 fucking movies and there's not one good one in the whole fucking bunch. It's like what is that? Like uh 67 hours of movies and there's not there's like 3 minutes of good footage. And they're all Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Let's be honest, if they if they didn't have her you know what they'd have? Oh, Nothing. The fucking driller killer. That's what they'd have. They'd What's have, the driller killer? It's a garbage B movie about a dude with a drill who kills people. That's what they would have <laughs> without Jamie Lee Curtis. All right. We're getting down to the, we're right. getting down to the end here, right? right down to the end. Who's next? We have Metal Head Journeys. One of the OG members of the network. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Rob from Metalhead Journeys, here to give you guys Denny's best metal band ever. It's Metallica, getting 229 of 502 votes, a staggering 46%, beating out bands like Black Sabbath, Van Halen, Avenged Sevenfold, and Deftones. So congrats, Metallica. You are best metal band ever. Were there really any doubts, though? Metallica taking it home. And they're still yeah. they're still out there on tour. Yeah, they were fantastic up until about ninety. <laughs> now, actually, that uh, album, I'm not a metal guy, well, I, so I wouldn't I, be able to. So I, I'll tell you this right now: Metallica does deserve the win, but they've been fucking resting on their laurels for decades, decades for fuck's sake. Until what is it, seventy two seasons? Which, by the way, has one of the worst album covers I've ever fucking seen a metal band put up. Like, they're supposed to be like titties and blood and Vikings and shit. Like, you want to see good album covers? Look at Alestorm. Look at fucking Man of War. These are bands that make great album covers. It's a goddamn crib. It's black and yellow. That's it. It's, there's shit all over the floor. It's like, uh, what do you want your album to cover to look like? My kid's bedroom. Huh. All right. We'll put some fucking shit on the floor. Yeah, put some guitars on the floor. What? But thankfully, by by some goddamn miracle, their new album doesn't suck ass. Like they have two albums in a row that don't suck ass. And I'm like, holy fuck. Somehow they pulled this miracle off. So seventy two, what was it? Seventy two and do they have a Seventy-two seasons, and they have one after that. No, that's their new one. Oh, the one what was the one right before that. Uh, hardwired, uh, the hardwired to self-destruct album. Okay, which was was really good too. It's not a bad album, but this one I like a lot better because it kind of combines their like. Uh, it kind of feels to me like Kill 'Em All combined with the '90s era uh, nursery rhyme bullshit. It's like they kind of took a combination of the both and they finally figured out how to make it work. But uh, now, see, it's not fair 
because Van Halen is actually a hard rock band. They're not a metal band, in my opinion. And they are the greatest band to ever exist. Because fucking Diamond Dave is the greatest frontman, short of Elvis. I mean, fuck's sake, the two of them. Could you imagine that? The two of them hanging out? Elvis and David Lee Roth? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. No, but someone's not coming out of there alive. <laughs> no, somebody's. there's going to be some bad shit happen there. <laughs> but, yeah, I think uh, for the choices, like Black Sabbath, I don't see really as a metal band. I see them more as a precursor to metal. Well, they they were actually like started out as like a hippie band, right? Yeah, yeah. But in fairness, Judas Priest also started off as pretty fucking lame too. Really? And they're Judas Priest, Iron Maiden probably should have been in this category, but I think Rob waited till like the last day to put his <laughs> shit together. Well, I will say this: uh, we just got his video. <laughs> just prior to recording this so (laughs) all right we have one more here and then the unveiling of the podcast of the year but first it's hilf with dawn brody hello i am dawn brody the host of the podcast hilf history i'd like to fuck which is on the deluxe edition network and you all participated in a uh, poll recently about who you thought was the most fuckable president. And the results are in. Friends, of the five nominees, your votes went like this. James K. Polk with only 37. That's, that's okay. His, he had a, something happen tragically to his scrotum as a young man. We don't want to judge. Obama in fourth place with 89, little surprise. George Washington came in third with 120. I I was only one of those votes. Is that a sticker? That's from my daughter. It's a gnome. Uh, Fourth or second place, Teddy Roosevelt with 136 votes. The Rough Rider himself. And number one, most fuckable president, according to you, John F. Kennedy Jr. Mm. I know. We never had to see him old. Might be why. And he was fucking smoky, right? Like Marilyn Monroe fucked him. And we would too. Glad you enjoyed that. I certainly did. Thank you to the Deluxe Edition Network for having me in general. And thank you for participating in this poll. We'll see you in the annals of history. Do you think that is why people probably voted for Kennedy? Because we never, that's true. We never had to see him old. Like, No, people voted for JFK because Marilyn Monroe sang to him in front of his fucking wife. She was like, happy birthday. I'm going to blow you in the Oval Office later. Happy birthday. You're getting anal in my car. There's secret tunnels under the She water. was giving him anal. She said. <laughs> That's the song. That's what she sang to him. And JFK was so, such a powerful man that he was like, hey, baby, just ignore that. And his wife was like, all right, I guess that's normal. You know, he's a powerful man. Well, they and were he, all a mess, too. Well, if you think Marilyn Monroe is the only hot chick that dude fucked. 
I think that's far-fetched. I think if he'd have lived long enough, he'd have wrote a book and he'd have been like Gene Simmons. He'd have been like, these are all the women I fucked. I was the president of the United States and I fucked 5,000 women. Now buy my t-shirts that say JFK fucked everything. JFK, he was like loved by everyone, right? Like I remember going into, uh, even when I was a kid, like old people still had JFK's picture up on the wall. Like uh, in their house. Not only was he smoking hot, but he was like uh, very forward thinking, which also makes dudes hot. That's why sometimes I pretend like I give a fuck about certain <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for participating in the Denny Awards. Next year, we'll do the same thing. Right? Yeah. All right. Ray. All right. Here it is. Oh, boy. I have in front of me the winner of the podcast of the year. Oh, boy. This was mailed to Casey from a third party. Pardon me? This was mailed to you from a third party. That oh, comes- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't Verified. just write this. Uh, he didn't just write that down. Thing. Uh, All right. <laughs> Bev's Video Kingdom. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, congratulations. All right. And they have sent us their acceptance award speech. Uh, They have the belt in hand in California. And uh, here is their video. What's up, Deluxe Edition Network? This is BBK Podcast. We would like to thank Casey uh, and all of our voters, BBK listeners, that voted us as the podcast of the year. Congratulations to all the other podcasts. We will let you share second place. If you ain't first, you're last. (laughs) If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. (laughs) Cheers. Great video from BBK, Bev's Video Kingdom. Congratulations once again, guys. Yes, I will concede that just for that video alone, they earned that fucking trophy. That video was awesome. Yeah, that was I I watched that so many times laughing. I that that's a good video. Yeah. Uh if so that's gonna won, that, if we'd have won there, Casey, it'd just be me with my fucking nail carving <laughs> carving into the belt. Well that's gonna be the that's gonna have to be the thing now. Every year when somebody wins, they're gonna have to up the video from the the previous year. Mm-hmm. So you're saying we gotta go to California and burn that playground <laughs> set down. and uh i will say we were in second place we had second place and then uh barrel aged flicks was in third place so uh thanks to everyone for voting and uh taking the time out of your day to to do all this uh, these videos and all that stuff 
And please check out the network, deluxeeditionnetwork.com. You can find all these great shows over there. And uh, is there anything else, Ray? Um, if there's any bootleg T-shirts that you want to get that you can't find for a cheaper price, please send me a personal message, and I will put it at the Ten Cent Beer Night Podcast T Public site, and I will hook you up until they I get the uh, the cease and desist letter. So you're gonna have to be quick. But if you want like Blink One Eighty Two, uh, Metallica, whatever you need, you you want a uh, a Full Metal Jacket. You know, t-shirt. Just send me, get you know, send me the information because I could use a couple bucks. Well, put it on the list. Make me a full metal jacket uh, bootleg t-shirt. I'm on it. All right. Thanks everybody for watching. Congratulations once again to Bev's Video Kingdom. And you know what we've done here, Casey? We have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Deluxe Edition Network is the greatest assembly of superheroes in the entire galaxy. There you go. You heard it here first.